0: Delighted to have Jared Smith on the podcast this week. Jared is a business person and a director of Chime, the National Deafness Charity. Jared talks about his clean tech business, which is called passionate about recycling. The company offers recycling solutions, including tyre recycling, plasterboard or gypsum recycling, and sewage and sludge recycling. So it's certainly a new and pertinent business. Jared also relates his personal story about growing up undiagnosed deaf. And how long it took for this to be detected. He relates how he learned to communicate as a young boy by working with ideologists and a speech therapist. We end the podcast with a very personal song from Jared, a song he associates with his mother, who unfortunately was lost to COVID this year. So welcome to the podcast this week. And I'm delighted to have a friend of mine, Jared Smith, who I've known for a couple of years, and he's going to talk about clean tech. So first of all, Jared, great to see you again. How are you getting on? Oh, good, all good, Pat. Um, uh, to the guys out there in
1: the public, i uh, give you a bit of background about myself and Pat. Uh, I met Pat for the first time when he joined the board of our charity organisation called Chime, which, uh, which assists um, deaf people and people with acquired hearing loss to fulfil their lives going forward and give them support in any way we can. Uh, that one directorship I have. The other directorship I'm involved with is in the clean tech um, industry, um, in a company called Passionate About
0: Recycling. That's a great name. We,
1: that's a great name, Passion About Recycling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it certainly is. It certainly is. Uh, it was one of the lads actually just came up with that name himself, and we shortened it down to called Par. So uh, it, it, it's a nice little it shortened is. version that people think straight away about golf. Then ah, think about ah, the green fields and the golf course. Uh, which we're trying to have it in the green energy, uh, uh, in the green tech uh, type of thing. So, see, there's a bit of a madness in the, in the in the in, the, uh, in the, uh, the around the wording and coming up with the name, of the business name. But um, now I must say, what our, what our organisation do is we. Um, we assist other companies who may have issues of opening doors to sell their technologies and stuff like that. Um, we, we are, I'm one of four directors on it, and we also have an associate coming on. So this will help us to grow the business into a global scale.
0: Right. So, and what, what particular areas of clean tech, what, what propositions do you offer?
1: Uh, the proposition, we have three different propositions in the, in the company. One is to recycle uh, plastic and tyres into other products such as petrol, diesel and uh, hydrocarbons and things like that. We have another company that we we're involved with which uh, recycled demolition plastic board. So, the technology that they, that's currently out by this one could only uh, recycle clean plastic board,
0: right. but they
1: couldn't recycle um, demolition ones, which is contaminated and stuff like that so we're selling on there we have and we have just recently signed up a contract with a third company that would recycle sewage sludge hmm. into fertiliser for the agriculture well so, they're,
0: they're pretty um pertinent areas so so the just on the uh the the middle one the um recycling board. so that's gypsum right and apparently they yeah. can't go into normal normal uh, waste bins or anything like that no
1: no you, you can't you can't put that into the landfill either so it sort of goes into a skip and uh, recycling company will be tracking trying to figure out what to do with them so uh, we've a, we've an italian company that's involved into recycling gypsum and the, the end product you can sell back to the gypsum manufacturers
0: okay very good and the the, uh, the last one you mentioned which is a sewage sludge to fertilize it that seems like a, a no-brainer but probably requires does it require special technology or something? Yeah,
1: it's a special technology that um, that, uh, like for example, companies such as like Diageo, they will be, they would have uh, with their processing of making beer, but the waste that comes out of that, um, they they you can't do anything with it other than just leave it there and dump it somewhere. But without the technology that we have, actually takes that, puts it through and um, it actually converts it into fertilizer, organic fertilizer, For you. everything is organic stuff that comes out of the, out of the, the refinery is all organic you put that through and you put it through to and you sell it back to the farmers and put it on their land.
0: Okay so, yeah it seems like a great use case and I, so I, I did this around the wrong way around here but so maybe talk about the first business a little bit so that was uh, the <laughs> pl- plastic and tar recycling right? What,
1: what sort of uh, process and, and products come out of that? Uh, the, the, uh, we just actually got the accreditation recently in relation to the plastic recycling and tires, well, plastic particularly, um, and we also do out of tires as well. So a lot of people don't realize, they think that tires is actually made from rubber, but it's not. It's actually made from plastic now because we couldn't mm-hmm. get it sap. And we don't have enough trees around the world to get us to make rubber for tyres. so They're making them in plastic. So we actually, when we put tyres through, you get hydrocarbons, get the wires out of the tyres that can sell back to the tyre manufacturing company. The hydrocarbon that comes out of it, is also part of the the makeup of the tyres. That will be sent back to the manufacturing company. And um, then the other product that comes out on the side of that with the plastic part, uh, they it generates, um, depending, sorry, depending on the temperature of the machine, mm-hmm. you could either produce pl- petrol or produce diesel. So, wow. depending on what the um, so you, you settings can actually, of the machine that you set it on that day.
0: Yeah, so you can actually get it even to that level of re- uh, refining. It's pretty amazing. So, look, that's pretty interesting business, Jerry. One of the things you told me your personal story, and I think people might be interested to hear your personal story. So, yeah, we're starting yeah. way way back. <laughs> <laughs> we're going back a bit here now. So um, maybe start off uh, when you were when you were a baby, George. Um, tell us tell us what happened. In, in relation how in relate to 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 link this
1: to the organisation I'm involved in, like Chime. Uh, my background I do I I do have a hearing. Uh, disability. Um, I, I wear two hearing aids. I used to wear, I always used to wear one. Uh, it's only because of time. i are actually training my ear to be getting used to having a hearing aid in. Uh, now, deafness can come in many different ways. It can come in as a hereditary, or it just comes not to uh, later in life. Or in my case, there was no hereditary thing. I was just born deaf. Nobody could understand why. And how we discovered it was my, when my mother was sitting in the sitting room one day, doorbell rang, I didn't react to the doorbell. It's only when someone comes into the sitting room, I'd be looking at them saying, where did you come from? So <laughs> so, so,
0: like it was it went undiagnosed for a good while. About
1: 12 months. It was about 12 months. And then those days, so my mother and my dad brought me off to... Um, the audiologist of the day now bear in mind in 1975 in those days the technology is not as advanced as they are now today um, but they, they, the audiologist of the day was totally convinced that I was hearing mm-hmm. so the captain was hearing so this went on for about 4 years I was 4 years of age and they couldn't even decide whether I was there really? for hearing so they decided to just give me one hearing aid with their attitude was well if he is really hearing, he only damaged one ear, not the other. So that's when I
0: got... So, but but you, you must have some level of communication at that time, did you? Or uh, yes, I would have some level,
1: but not at the but, level that a four-year-old should be at.
0: Yeah, so were you lip-reading or do, could do you have a certain... Uh, I, didn't not, I didn't do lip-reading too much later. Um, yeah.
1: uh, the lip-reading the, the lip part came in when I had such a brilliant brilliant speech therapist, uh, a, name, a guy named Jim, can't think of his second name, but he came from America. Mm-hmm. And the way he taught me how to speak and done the speech therapy and everything else, I actually inadvertently learned to lip-read from him. Huh, huh. it was, it, 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 was, it wasn't intended,
0: but it's just how it came about. Right, so I interrupted you there. So at the age of four... Um, I was sort of curious how you, you, know, you
1: sort of even got... So the, at the age of four, yeah. At the age of four, I, they couldn't decide, but they gave me one hearing aid.
0: Mm-hmm. When I was
1: at the age of six, when the technology has improved around 1980, 81, uh, then they discovered the, that I was deaf. So yeah. they gave me the second hearing aid. So by putting the second hearing aid in, I couldn't get used to it. But you either get two at the start or one at the start, you just don't put one at the start and then the second right. one sometime right. later, because the brain needs to be trained at the same time.
0: Right. So, so I guess I like I I do something I only learned from yourself and other people is it's not just a question of popping in a hearing aid and you go. It's sort of like it takes a while for the brain to adjust to that uh, different audio fields. Or Correct. Sorry, Jerry, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So in relation to what you're just saying there, with my new hearing aids the audiologist in Chime has set them at 80% of its power. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we can train this ear to get used to having sound coming in from a hearing aid perspective and then increase it to 90% and then 100%. So that is the process that I have to go through. To train um, the brain,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, it, 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 it's the training of that ear. Whereas with the old hearing aid, it only had one level. Mm-hmm. Even though you have volumes on it, but it was set at instead of setting it at eighty percent, it was always at one hundred percent. Right. So no matter what volume you had, at, it just blew the head off
0: you. Right. Okay. So and and you continued on, and you've you know you've you you're a successful businessman now. Um. You but this was sort of something that only became obvious between the ages of zero and six, shall we say, that you had you had to deal with this to learn how to manage. Yeah. It. it they, Yeah, I must say,
1: growing up, I did have my own challenges. I did have uh, trying to compensate for the the hearing loss that I've had. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I have a cousin who's blind and I'm deaf, and when the two of us aren't together in the the local program when we were growing up, I used to say, I can't see my beer and he said, I can't hear you a bit. I can't hear you what's it me. So we just the opposite just got a crack. Like I mean, and it was always, it was always good fun. And that I mean, I, I I like I just like to have fun with my disability sometimes. And as well as that, my cousin's also had a few layers and his eyes missing and stuff and that's from the birth defects. But uh, he he hasn't um, looked back he actually has been very successful himself with his disability. When he was coming to college, he was able to overcome his challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did his master's degrees in um, Queen University and he came out top first oh, in the whole UK. So he's, a, he's one guy that everybody was so proud of, even the families and all were very proud of him. Yeah, um, yeah. So but his own challenges with his eyesight and mine with my own challenges have been deaf. And these are the kind of things that we kind of work well together.
0: We just yeah, yeah. kind of
1: mutually understand each other.
0: Brilliant. Now, listen, that's uh, great, Jared. Now, I just I thought just you had an interesting life story, and that's what. Well, thanks for sharing it with us. So, Jared, listen, it's been br- brilliant having you on the podcast. And um, as you know, on this podcast, the guest gets to nominate the playout song. So, what are your what are your thoughts about a playout song?
1: Well, I would. Spent a bit of time thinking about what the playoff song since you've asked me. And I thought the, this particular song would be uh, appropriate to uh, nominate to- for my mother who passed away with COVID in January of this year.
0: But let okay, alone
1: that... hear that, Jared. That's, uh... And let alone about that, I was thinking about other people who were in the same situation, who were burying their loved ones in a scenario where we don't actually allow to have the funeral as our normal way. Mm-hmm. So this song is called With or Without You and it was one of my mother's wishes that she would have this song played at her funeral. Mm-hmm. So I spent a bit of time thinking about it afterwards what the meaning be- behind this song With or Without You. Now I'm not looking at it from Bono's lyrics or anything like that from that point of view but even just the title in its own like for example um, the title With or Without You uh, You are now currently without without them, as your parents, or your loved one, are no longer with with you, mm-hmm. but they're also with you in spirit. Yeah. So everywhere you go, you should feel the sense of them being with you. So hence with my why I chose this song, With or Without You.
0: Okay, brilliant choice, and personal choice, Jared And listen, thanks for sharing that story with us. Unfortunately, there's probably a good few thousand people who were in the same circumstances with the current situation, so we really... Feel privileged that you just um, share share that story. Thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Thank you, Pat. I most okay. appreciate it, linda in your side, I'll wait for you. slide of hand and twist of face,
0: Through the storm we reached the
1: shore You gave it all